Hello, hi. Hi, how are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, good, thank you. We were just talking about our hair. I was just telling Aisha how I haven't combed my hair since the first lockdown. <laughs> I, I'm loving this thing. I want to see what side of the head, though, because you've been doing... Who, right? who used to do that? <laughs> You've been hiding them in like a t- a, a hat, a, 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 a bun, whatever you call next it. Next time you see me, I'm wearing a duke. Next time you see a me, duke, yeah. Is That's a duke like a? Is that is a that brat, like a headwrap? Yeah, yeah, yeah a headwrap. Like okay. <laughs> it's it's the emergency go to for all hair bad hair days. Yeah, you can't go wrong. With I'm like <laughs> I'm so glad that I know how to wrap my hair in head wraps because I know this lock journey is gonna be interesting and there's gonna be <laughs> days where I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like, we're gonna wrap this shit up. It's it's the easiest thing. You're like, girl, I don't know. The hair woke up and chose <laughs> violence. Grab a dude. <laughs> chose violence. <laughs> But it chooses violence. Like if if my like you know, y'all know African hair, it wakes up and it's like, girl, you want what? You want baby hair? We ain't doing that today. No matter. Mm-hmm. Oh. You saw the weather channel said it was humidity, right? That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite is when you finally get your hair right and you you have the the most perfect afro you have ever created in 30 years. You step outside, gone. It's like yep. What? What? You come to the, a window and you're like, I'm sorry, this is not the hair I left my house with. <laughs> what happened? What it happened. Happened? I was telling somebody about that yesterday and I was like, I found that humidity now is both against my hair, against my bike, because it was fucking up my gears and I almost died. Like I was like, oh humidity goodness. is coming for black people. It, it, it's a thing. It's a, there's a reason why white people like scuba diving all that shit and we stay away from water there's a biological reason girl there's a reason we were meant to be in water we just need better products and better care people out there who know how to take care of our hair so that we can be able to like do all that stuff uh it's been interesting watching these videos about people different people's lock journeys and i'm just like breathe it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine (laughs) And you have the most fabulous hair. I don't like. I look at your hair. I'm thinking, damn, girl. I want some of that. She does, and it's it's versatile as well because she had it like not in lots. It was like because it's curly. Yeah, it's super it's, key. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's temperamental. Curly, but the long, old... like Tina, <clears throat> back home, uh, a lot of our black girls. I don't know all of it, but in my experience, I, except for the Zulu girls, but a lot of the black girls like their hair doesn't grow that long and frizzy like naturally it took it's a different years. type of 4c yeah, yeah. it's like it, it, uh, i think it's just like also because if you before you met me i had just like been like two years three years without like doing any process stuff to my hair mm-hmm. and it was still like i was doing a lot of that butt that like humped hair and that like um i had like a little bump in the front like a 1950s american hairstyle where it's like the bump in the front or the mm-hmm. pomodoro mm-hmm. and then i'd have it in a ponytail because my hair was just like insane. And then I shaved my hair off when Nelly came to visit me and it had to start all this new regrowth mm. for that too. So I think the other thing is that a lot of black women, especially when we get our hair as a young kid, I think even in Africa, when I've talked to some of my friends there, like the things that have happened or what they've done, unless they're like keeping it all natural, it's all messed with the hair. My and it snatches the edges because I mean, <laughs> the edge you, game people here you know, like, 
I used to go to the salon every week with my process hair, like literally every week. And I the remember first all of you used to have so many hairstyles. Like, yes, girl, I, I, I remember. I've been different people in my lifetime. I've been time. different. If you date me, honey, you date all the hoes in the world. Because I'll just keep talking. <laughs> <about it. laughs> Every day I'm a different hoe. <laughs> 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 that's a hashtag schizo. 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 You leave it. Where are you going to? Whoop. I'm a new bitch. I'll change for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, as, as I was saying, <clears throat> first lockdown, first, literally within the first, I don't know, months or two months of me not being able to go to the salon my my bougie hair was like bitch adios bye girl and my hair just literally fell off like if you see my hair now it's all natural but i never cut my hair i never put it just literally just fell off and it was like bye girl we need we need you know we we need to sell it fresh you know but i like my hair i like i like its texture but i wish i could get it to more more movement. I want more movement. Oh head. yeah, there's no movement here. If y'all, yeah, unless I like put my hair in like little braids, there's absolutely no movement to my I, hair. I, but, like, but can you? Can you? I don't know if our hair is meant to move like that. Uh, it can. It depends on like the the this this type though, because like depends on how tight or kinkly kinkly. Maybe true. <laughs> Tighter. <laughs> but uh, well, or, or maybe it's meant to move in a different way. Maybe, yeah. it's maybe, maybe it's meant to move in a different way like because everything we do as like black people throughout the diaspora right it's just it's done with such grace and rhythm and color and so even when it comes down to hairstyles like i see i mean you see people from different parts whether it's in the continent or like in the north whether it's those uh, further near the arabs whether it's in the u.s where it's like a more you know, not tethered to the roots or something, but you see how even the cultures behind hair, it, it, it kind of, it says a lot. It speaks volumes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What was yeah, your yeah. question? I'm sorry. I was asking, oh, can sorry. you get your hair straight? Which, I mean, all natural people will probably shoot me right now, but hey, I want to get my hair straight. Okay. You can. It's a process. <laughs> Um, that yeah. I don't, because this is why I'm also dreading this because I'm like, eventually it's an easier process to take care of my hair because I'm lazy. But to <laughs> for people with natural hair, if you want, it's like a blowout basically. So you basically have to take time with a blow dryer and a brush yeah. and like go through and straighten each part. And you can do it. It just takes, especially depending on how much hair you have, it takes a while. Yeah. I and tried it once in Korea and I got like I've, one part and I was like, heard the what what's because i've seen a lot about people talking about like hot not hot iron so much but like a hot comb oh god like, yeah. is this, like the older one with me. like oil or uh, hair oil or whatever hot combs oh, is very much uh black american i don't know if they do it in on the kind of but for us for sure growing up it's like a trauma because you if you moved you got burned and just imagine hearing sizzle burning right next to your ear and your mom and your mom or your grandma or whoever was doing your hair was like, you, if you, if I burn you, it's because you moved and <laughs> you'd have burn marks on your ear, on the back of your neck, you know, but your hair would be, but then you couldn't do anything because it doesn't last. So if you would, if it was humid, it'd be like, Poof. so you just burn <laughs> yourself for no reason. And then you got like the same Afro puff you came, you started with. Right. The minute I heard hot comb, my edges began 
aching immediately. I was like, oh my God, no. No, no I will no. never do it again. Even as an adult, no. I don't trust anyone with any sort of hot metal piece to come near my face. Ooh, that makes me actually think of this. I'm gonna have to send y'all this. this uh, so there's this comedy show in America called Black Lady Sketch Show. Yes, I love started. them. Oh, you heard I it? Okay, them. great. Um, love, love, love them. It, yeah, it's building, it's growing on me. But they did this one where it's like um, this woman is in this uh, hair care salon and then yeah. she goes to this magical place that like all your dreams for as a black person could come true with your hair. Like if you're running late, you could send your hair ahead so it can start. <laughs> You get like all the different kinds of weaves, hot combs and hot things you can put on your skin and it doesn't burn, but it still straightens your hair. All I love stuff. it. Where is this magical place? Take me. I know. Cause I was like, I, if that was the case, I would go there all the time. Take my money. I don't care. Yeah. Like I would not even go there. I would just send my hair. I was like, yeah. bring it back in one piece. And then, <laughs> you know, like I, I would, I even remember saying to my hairstylist that, you know what? If I could cut off my head, drop it off, and kind of pick it up later, that would be the ideal situation for me because I ain't got time to be sitting and waiting at the salon. No but, matter. like, as you're doing the live, I guess you can wear a head wrap because I was like, what are we going to wear until that time? But just throw on a head wrap. You'll be good. That's what we'll do. Sorry. Hey. We missed so much good shit. I should have started when I thought about it. I What did I miss? <laughs> His yeah. presence just made me kind of like, oh, wait, shit. We were wait. He was talking about a friend that we both know that he's been reconnecting with. And, and the concept of like, we kind of got to this idea of like, there's certain people that when we gravitate towards each other, it's because there's like these essential core parts of ourselves that mm-hmm. no matter how much we grow or change, that may evolve, but it's still essentially <laughs> like who we are. And so that right. attracts certain people. And then we were talking about the fact that, you know, you have different friendships and like, that's cool. But then you get to the point of like relationships and I'm like, fuck, I don't even, I can't seem to connect <laughs> the same way. But I also think it's partially because there's such a, this fairy tale idea that's been in place. It's almost like the same with gender roles of like, mm. you can only have the one. And so like me right now being out here in this poly world, trying to talk to people, they see polyamorous and they're like, oh, this bitch ain't serious. And I'm like, no, I'm here to make serious relationships, but also like, I'm a very multifaceted person. I have friends that speak to very central parts of me. And oh, all I oh, want is someone that I oh, can be oh. entirely myself with the same way I can be entirely myself with, with my with friend. your friend. But hold on. You are a lot more sexually evolved, uh, just evolved in general, but specifically like we, in this conversation, like you're a lot more uh, sexually evolved than a lot of people. Right. And then we've been like, we've been, this agenda has been pushing us <laughs> that like, what i was no, just, just shaking my head and, and, and yeah oh because like it sucks to be it's awesome. like being in school again where you're like when they told us we we're like girls were more advanced than boys and so like i would always date like older guys because like the younger guys that i would try to date would like just they not still- getting it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's the thing that- like it's scary for me in the sense that like that whole safety of this narrative we've been taught as yeah. uh this this comfort of a relationship this monogamous 
comfortable routine type of relationship that falls away as it should right as it should but that's such a comfortable place because we're always striving for that right we're striving for a, a family a relationship a home and this or that so it takes away that kind of end post or safety place for, for me and it's like new unknown fucking territory but that's exciting because yeah. it means you meet a lot more people but then it's also scary because you also have to undergo so many emotional shifts you know yeah. with all these different people so then it's like you need to bring your fucking game because now your heart is going to be breaking all these fucking times and you're going to be learning all these fucking lessons from all these different people it's scary I don't know how y'all jumped the whole list of topics that I had in my document up until the last one. We were talking about. We were just chatting about natural life. I'm reading this. I'm like, did this bitch read the document? You know what I mean? I did. It's so on point to, you know, I want to take it back to the sexual thing, right? As someone, what's that word, Nelly, who's sexually evolved? Is that the word that you use? Yeah. Sexually evolved. Yeah. Sexually you know, evolved. I, Let's get it, sure. You know what I mean? Sexually evolved, bitch. I've, I've, I've sort of come up with these, they're not new terms, but I've sort of um, applied them in my world, right? Mm-hmm. So on the one side, we have Nelly, who is on the 80-20 side, right? Where you get 80% of what you need and yet forgo 20% of what you want because you've got everything you need, right? Which is the more traditional idea of a relationship as well. There's one person in your soulmate in the entire universe, blah, 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 right? Versus the Aishas of the world where we have 20 times five rule, right? Which means you have five people giving you 20% of exactly what you need, which will then make up 100% of all that you want. Everything. Right? Don't get me wrong, though, because I'm still a host. So I'm, it's not that I'm, <laughs> I'm being monogamous. No, uh, <laughs> no I get what you're saying. To, yeah. to the point of that, too, is that, like, I, I feel like dope. you can still have the family even in yeah. a poly because it exists. It's just un- people being able to break away from the fact that, like, you don't have to have a family with each person. You can yeah. have a special, intimate relationship. Because this is one thing I read, too. And I'll send y'all this thing that I, I read. And I was like, man, if I could just put this all in my, my dating profile, I feel like it would explain <laughs> so much. But this concept of like each relationship is going to be different because we mm-hmm. are not one simple kind of creature. Humans <laughs> are very, it, it goes to one of my favorite quotes, you contain right? multitudes. There's so much yeah. to us. That's why we have so many different kinds of friends. Even if our friends know everything about us, there's still the fact that we have multiple friends that satisfy all of those needs. And we have long lasting mm-hmm. relationships with all of them, which is possible. And some things in and some things begin anew. Because that's mm. the way life rolls. Um, it's just frustrating living in a world where we're still in that transition and not a lot of people are comfortable in exploring the fact that like, I could have a fan, I could, this could be my nesting partner. And later yeah. we might have kids, but also yeah. I've met this interesting person that like brings out this whole other side of me that it feel, feels a purpose that I either didn't know I needed or knew I needed. And maybe right. they don't want to have kids but they want to be a part of this part of my life. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things, but we're very locked. It's, it's almost like this idea of we're locked without trying to explore. Yeah. It's hard to, it's the risk of exploring outside of that. That is terrifying. Can I say, can I say something? So like, yes, that is 
um, ultimately what I I understand from this idea of not uh, you know not not the conventional monogamous relationships, right? That's what I understand about polyamory. But what I'm saying is, I guess you meet people or not a lot of people are as as you mentioned are as um comfortable with that or um you know aware of it or evolved with that or whatever and it makes it difficult because it, it so i guess that's where my frustration lies is that i i, I that's what i seek but i'm not meeting those people who are there in a sense they're there but it's like how do you find oh, either or i don't i, I, I don't know you, oh, go ahead too. I'm sorry. in the words of the law of attraction you must be the vibe that you want to be attracted yes. right so nelly True. said something very profound earlier on and about you know when when you are in a polyamorous relationship there's more learning you have to be more exposed to yourself so there's this it, it people think it's always oh, just hurrying around but you need to be more open with yourself you need to be more trusting with yourself it, it's a lot it's a lot more difficult than just finding one person say oh this is it you know what i mean it, 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 it's more involved in the sense that all aspects of you will be affected you know what i mean like it's more than you know yeah. saying to my to my my 20 times five example you know I, i i at some point i had someone who fulfilled my spiritual need i had someone who fulfilled my sexual needs i had a guy who just wanted to spend money on me just because you know oh can i get he that? just wanted to make sure i was okay you know and, and all of these people fulfilled different <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I'm trying to get a sugar daddy. Yeah. I love it. I love Nobody it. Did, like, I, he, we never had sex. He just he just wanted to spoil me. I was like, okay, Daddy, I'm gonna look pretty for you. It's all right, you know. Like, and, and and it fulfilled so many parts of me. And but vice versa, I I had to fulfill a lot of parts five times to five different people. Mm-hmm. So that that that's work. Don't let don't let no bitch tell you. Uh, yeah, home, it's a lot of energy. Okay. I was just talking to somebody, one of my partners yesterday, or like currently my main partner, because people are just losing their mind. But like the mm-hmm. idea of like, it's hard because the energy you have to put out there. And it's like, sometimes it doesn't feel worth it. And sometimes I'm like, man, should I just focus on myself? And then like, I'll meet people along the way, which is what I've been trying to do. But then there's points where you get lonely, where you're like, man, I'd like to just where my partner currently has a nesting partner, they live together. Yeah. And yeah. they're more hierarchical. So they have like, that's their dominant partners is each other. And it's like, I, I have, I'm okay with that. Cause that's the agreement we made, but it's like, I'm now needing to find to fulfill that space that's, well, that's needed. And it's yeah. difficult. It is lonely yeah. and it's hard because not people, people aren't open to it. Even if people are interested, they're not open to it. Yeah. You said something very profound in the sense that, You, you 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 need to be honest in what you need I, that, that's what i'm learning about relationships you always think about oh i have to be perfect, perfect for the other person or whatever life love you need to be selfish it's about okay there's this part of me that needs you know something nestling you know i i need nestling and you need to be honest about it and say look i'm comfortable in this polyamorous situation but aisha me myself and i need to feel you know, and be honest about it and be mm-hmm. upfront about it. And I, I, I believe only in a matter of time that someone's going to pop up because they will resonate with that frequency, you know? Yeah, that's But what I, that's, it, that's basically where it's like, 
you have those demons that pop up because this is a new experience. So you're going to have those, uh, those moments of self-doubt or questioning. And it's like how committed I have to think about how committed I am to what this is. And also what the experiences I had monogamous. And and it might mean that eventually I end up in a monogamous relationship in the end of all things. Like it's an ever flowing, moving process, but it definitely the good, the best part I have to say, even though this is a struggle is that, I am learning more about what it is and what I need and what I want, the separation between the two, how to articulate it. And even though it's awkward to have those conversations and to be honest with those people, the whole point about um, being in an open relationship is the ability to have open, honest Mm -hmm. conversation and establishing boundaries, establishing what you need. And being mm-hmm. okay and being selfish, but also being open to hearing other people. Like it is a very throw a rock in there? the irony of that. That is the that is the crux and basis of all relationships, monogamous friendships, romantic. Can I throw a rock in there? You know Why are you trying to throw yeah. a rock in my life, Nelly? No, <laughs> not in your life. I have a question after you, Nelly. Go for it. All right, not a rock so much. Uh, just I want to, you know, glitter bomb the space for a little, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> what about you being in? Because now LGBTQT people are more vocal, right, oh, about that, and more accepting of the variants of our sexuality. Never mind personalities, right? Mm. But now everyone is also aware that a lot of shit that's been happening or that we've been taught or these narratives and this like conditioning has also been psychologically damning and damaging. Um, And people are trying to heal and emotionally. So when you are still trying to heal and you're not sure, like you're still learning lessons and you're trying to heal, but you also need this kind of, you need to be with someone. Must you hold on to your inner hole? That's Nelly's question. (laughs) No, like no. What's it's your because like, I have I have a response to what's your question? It's it's like yeah, you, end up getting in, you end up you end up getting in these so-called toxic relationships, but yeah. these are things where you go air out to work out the lessons and shit. But it's like I just want to fucking cuddle, not not go through <laughs> like a whole fucking soul lesson. You it, know what it, I mean? It is hard, but also honestly, it's also putting me in a space where <laughs> I don't put the energy to be in toxic relationships because going back to that question of like energy and like what I'm willing to put time into it as I'm healing mm-hmm. myself and understanding what traumas because the other thing with this too what traumas affect how I've interacted with past relationships and how I interact with people now and Hallelujah. it is difficult and but it going back to that shadow work thing it really pulls up up certain things of like when I'm interacting with these different people I know I tell myself what I'm going into Like I had to have this conversation with myself. I had to make this contract of like, okay, I am treating this as if I'm making friendships with other people. I, but I also, at the same time, when we make friendships, we establish boundaries, what we are, we aren't willing to deal with, with friends to a certain extent, whether we say it to them, we we are putting this in our mind. Conceptualize. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with people I'm meeting with dating. And when something irritates me or comes up, I have to ask myself the question why. And it sucks because yes, I do just want to cuddle sometimes. I really yep. do. Um, but, and I'm just, if, when I can afford a dog, that's what I'm going to get because I'd rather honestly cuddle my dog True. than put myself in another toxic True. relationship. And I don't have True. the energy 
or the willpower to, to want to put my, waste my time. So yeah. I do to a certain extent because I want to attract certain things to me. But I also knew going into this that there are going to be moments of loneliness because of the fact that I'm stepping into a world that not many people are feeling comfortable stepping into. And I've already made mistakes with it. I had people cheat on me. You remember, uh, Michael, he cheated on me yeah. in an open relationship. How does that even work? That How, the hell? How does that it, happen? Right? <laughs> but it, it, that level of trust and like understanding of what it means to be honest, like that was a whole new thing that like it broke my heart, but yeah. it also taught me a lot of things but, about myself. But hold on. And then, but then that's the thing though, because, and this is not just. You can break your heart in a monogamous relationship though, too. No, no, no. What I'm saying is. 90% of the time, monogamous relationship. Yep. Go Nelly. No, no, no. All all I'm saying is is that for me, what's uncomfortable is that you kind of have to deal with all of these uh, things because Mm. every, like the people you end up attracting are the people who are also dealing with shit just as much as you are dealing with and trying to, you know, and healing and shit. That's Mm. the energy you exude or put out. That's, that's the energy you you bring to yourself. So then you're meeting other people who are working through shit and you there in this universally kind of like, you know, uh, made uh, relationships. Like that sucks. I I don't want to have to go through that. I think there's a difference. Meeting someone who is... Well, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? What happened to your audio? Fine. Yeah. We can't... Yeah, it's hers is like lower, right? Yeah. Can't hear you, girl. Change anything. But oh, also, there you go. Yeah, would, it, oh, it maybe because there, they, there was a pop-up box that was like, hey, you have four ah, minutes yeah. left. Ah, um, oh, shit. We can, we can uh, re-record... What were so, you saying, sir? Yeah. No, no, this is what we'll do. Let's pause this. Shit, no, then... I want you to finish what you were saying. I want, I, well, I no, I am, but I was like, we're gonna just come back. Okay, okay. Because that way, that <laughs> way, I don't get caught up, and we don't get, you know, just pause, okay. and then okay. we'll come back. Okay. Got All right. This shit. Oh, Nelly, so, Oluwetu has questions for you. Okay. So if I heard you guys correctly in the last segment, which I, you, you guys have said so much poignant things that are stuck in my mind, um, one being that every person you meet is, 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 is bound or is supposed to teach you some lesson of an unhealed part of you, right? Which is why that shadow work is so important where, you know, you meet a Michael or you meet an old way to who breaks your heart, you know, in a trusted, in, in a trusted vacuum, that, so you thought, but then what does that say about you? Right, because I always I always like to bring things back to a place where I can control things. You know, mm-hmm. when I blame Michael and I blame Nelly and I blame, I lose control of of my locus of control. Right, so mm-hmm. I, I always like to bring things and say, okay, that happened. What did I learn out of it? I'm a crazy bitch. That's what I got out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so there's that element, and also I used to touch on something that you know, we, 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 we invest so much of our time in romantic relationships and, 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 and the likes that we forget that we can get the same kind of intimacy and cuddles from a pet, you know, from a friend. From, do you know what I mean? Like, so th- there are other variations of intimacy, oh, sure. like a better word, you know, of, you know where, you, where you can fill that gap, you know, mm. temporarily at times, but, but, but you know, there, there are other ways of doing it. So that's the I, one thing. 
My question though is, and you guys were starting to say we so perfectly last time about energy, right? <clears throat> sex is sexual, sexual energy exchange, right? Now, if you are in a, and I'm, a, I'm an energy person, everything I do is around energy. If you are, if you are in in, a, in multiple sexual encounters, that means that you are sharing your energy or you are spreading your energy There's and accepting from different people. From people. Mm. You know what I mean? Which then, from my experience, you find that some things you're like, why are things not working out like I usually do? What is going on in my life? Meanwhile, God, it's that demon dick you've been getting that's bringing you all, you know, because it's it's got its own other connection. So how do you balance your, your sexual energy, specifically your sexual energy, in this polyamorous world, in, in, in this world where, because I, my, can my, I, my can, I, can I preference one thing though, for sexual, yeah. it doesn't always have to be sexual. It doesn't have, oh, yep, yeah. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. So, because my, my resistance to monogamy is that I don't believe in ownership. Like I don't own anyone, nor do I want to be owned by anyone. And that's what the, status quo of relationship requires you you mine forever and that gives me highs i'm like mm. girl get alive leave me alone <laughs> why are you all on top of me right now go away nelly knows my my how i my perfect situation if i was date is that like maybe i lived in a same building or we owned a, a, a space together where I have my own separate kitchen, my own separate whatever, my own separate room, but we can also separate come together and hang out. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're right there. So I can come over whenever I, or like within our boundary lines, but like I need my own space. But I also, yeah. because I think my space helps me appreciate when I'm with other people. Exactly. Exactly. But how do you come, how do you communicate that? Because I'm, I'm a people's person for all intents and purposes, right? I, I, I energize my people. I love people. And yet I can't stand people. If when my money comes in, girl, I'm buying myself an island. I will see y'all in six months. Like I got time journey. Like I, I, I I'm really at peace with by myself and being in who I am, most importantly, I don't have, and I used to be one person, like I couldn't go out for lunch without someone. I couldn't go out clubbing without mm -hmm. someone. I used to be that person. But nowadays, girl, I pack my bags and I go dancing by myself, have a good old time yep. and I can't be home, right? So, so, so there is that element of me where I'm like, I, I love the self in me. Struggle with the hours. I struggle with, What's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. Girl, get a job. Bye. Hold on. Hold on. For me, you know, what, 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 what attracts me in relationships and what I, 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 I'm like, I'm always in a relationship, right? It's, it's annoying, but then I found that like the things that I am looking in relation is this whole thing of like waking up next to someone you know uh, anyone but waking up next to someone that that weird mm. cute kind of like conversation in the mornings mm. like you know going yeah. on like random trip to go buy like food you're gonna cook yeah. um just whole comfort aspect it's it's being sharing a space with someone yeah. that doesn't 
a pet. I've had 13 fucking cats. Like, I've, right. yeah, I've gone. That's just so one part of it, though. And you could yeah. have, the thing is, I can have that. I can have that same thing of having the option when I want to wake up with someone and have mm-hmm. those meet cues and go have those mini, like, trips in the shop and, and cook together. That's possible. Look, for, for I don't know. Uh, I mean, how it's not I, for everyone, honestly. I think no, no, no. I, it's not that I'm. I'm. It's not that I'm kind of saying one or the other is mm. is ideal or something. Is for me, my frustration comes from I'm kind of notice or I have been noticing this pattern in myself as to why I get myself into these situations because it's something that I am pulling or calling for because mm. it's something yeah. I need both certain parts of myself as you mentioned as also you mentioned isha right um but also it just kind of like it's frustrating and boring because you have to go through all of these cycles with whatever you name the relationship you have to work things out with the soul contracts or whatever they're called right yeah and i'm like yeah. just trying to encourage and not be going through all of this shit you like, have to do that I in mean, a monogamous that, relationship though too no but that's what i'm saying maybe, in any relationship why don't Sorry, you just say that at the beginning of the relationship? I just want to cuddle. You know what I mean? Like, I I would appreciate someone who says, you know what, I just want to dick it down all day, every day. And I'm like, damn, nigga, you can get yourself some. You know, because the honesty, for me, I appreciate yes. honesty. Someone who, who dares comes and says, this is what I want, and I want it from you. And I'll be like, okay, you're giving me all the cards to make an informed decision. So why don't you say that? Why is it so difficult for you to say that? No, it's not that it's difficult. What did you just say before about how, like, the, the energy that people carry and we sharing and receiving energy from different people? It's like, you don't, I, I'm just saying, I'm not meeting those, maybe because I'm still not there yet, but I'm not m- meeting those sexually evolved beings who just want to fucking cuddle and chill and not go through the spiel. I, I keep on attracting or meeting or calling forth people who need to go through things. And I'm there to help them go through those things. And, and, then, and you are there trauma experience. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Is finding is is going back to something I said earlier. Is that yeah? There yeah. are t- there are people. People are always evolving and going through things. We are always evolving and going through shit. So no matter what, you're always going to meet someone who is going through shit, trying to evolve, trying to change. And I would definitely want someone who's always in a state of evolving. The thing is understanding the difference or, or being able to see when it is someone who is looking to change and you can support each other in your changes and not just relying on you to be that person to change. Cause like my last person that I dated Jacob, that was definitely, I learned to read the energy of the fact that I had flags. I was like, this person is someone that is like, is going to suck you in in the sense of chance in the sense of like you trying to change them or save them or they're relying on you to fix their bullshit and they're not in a place emotionally or physically where you are but then i've met yeah. someone who right now currently they're nesting and whatever and we have separate lives right now because we're both very passionate about things we're trying to achieve but we had that discussion to be like you know we're constantly evolving we're trying to change it's not going to be an easy road but neither one of us, we've been able to have open conversations. And even if we have an argument, be able to articulate and move on and grow. And it's not like we're sucking from each other. We're just helping each other in this journey. And that's, that's the thing is like, 
even with whether you're monogamous or you're searching poly or you're just hooking up with everyone, we're always in this state of like also interacting with people and understanding if like their energy level or what their yeah. their status yeah. of like evolution is because mm-hmm. there are some people who want to evolve and but don't want to do the work and I don't have any time for those people and I've learned to now read the signs and be like you're not worth my energy but there's other people that I see who are trying to work hard they're trying to put in change and maybe mm-hmm. my perspective will help them when that but I can also see them helping me where it's a partnership you know I, I love I love that, Isha. I, I, as, as a self-confessed, you know, um, survivor of hero syndrome, I would say 80% of all my adult relationships have been purely me trying to save someone, me being superhero, you know what I mean? Trying to save you someone. And I recently just, I ended a relationship recently, which I felt so bad over because I was like, nigga, I am not here to save you. Like, I, I, I'm not. I got to save myself. I'm nowhere in, in my suit. My cape has been burnt, girl. I am not doing this. And, and a part of me felt very bad. I, I felt so guilty. I was like, oh, this poor guy, you know, he's going through a lot. He needs support. My spirit guy was like, bitch, you ain't never won the Community Builder of the Year Award. Let it go. Like, I, I, I honestly was like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. Great chemistry, great dick. You have taught me a lot about myself. No. <laughs> right. But then it's time to cut no. that. <laughs> that I'm out, girl. To your I point, ain't doing it. To your point, Nelly, I understand what you're saying. And that in the beginning of this journey, there was me putting my energy into people and being like, I'm just going to be honest and open. I'm going to give you everything <laughs> because I'm going to try to figure out what this means. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. And it was exhausting to put myself into places and positions, but um, where people weren't reciprocating. And I had, yeah. and, and it sucks because I had to, had to go through that. And, and then, you have to go through But through that, that, I've also learned to be really trusting of my intuition. Be, and like, when I feel those red flags, why yeah. do I feel them? What is, yeah. and that goes back to what Oluwetu says is like, to myself, that control of like, bringing it back to me. Why is it that there's that issue? What am I seeing that didn't work out? Why am I attracting these kind of people? Like going back to like people that I was trying to save all the time. I was in the space of like not wanting to work on myself, but feeling like I had to help everybody else. And that Mm -hmm. really, even though this has not been the easiest, I have to be patient because I know that I'm not the only one person who's out here like this. Once mm-hmm. I understand how to articulate what it is that I'm, what I need, which I'm very much getting to, I think like Oluwetu said, I will, and what we've all been saying is like, you'll attract that energy. It's not going to be overnight though, unfortunately, because we're unlearning yep. so much of what has been put into us growing up. And I'm constantly dealing with the doubts. And I even have to understand with my own jealousy, what is that? And like, yeah. am I jealous or am I, or am I feeling like, um, a fear of like not being adequate? Is it a jealousy or is it a fear? And that's powerful. It, 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 it is, there's been a lot and I know I'm not, I don't know everything. I know I still need to go to therapy again. Um, <laughs> but I've learned so much and I've learned that like, I will attract those people. I just have to be patient. And until then I need to take care of myself in the best way possible. And 
I'm not putting all my sexual energy out there. I'm learning to like, okay, if I need this, what can I do to like satisfy this until the time that I like find person, someone who fits that, that role. And it has mm-hmm. not been easy, but I got people like y'all. You, you saw you said something very powerful with with trusting your intuition girl because i i i i sat in a two-year relationship knowing good and goddamn you know have you ever had a small blankie that every time you pull it towards your face your feet are exposed every time you pull it towards your face i sat in this relationship that's a good for one you know what i mean i sat and i kept asking something's not right like i i, I knew it like i and this thing, I kept saying, no, babe, we're okay. And it's I'm thinking, oh. and then two years later, he comes up and says, oh, no, we were just, I'm like, I knew it. I knew, I knew something wasn't right, you know, but yet I wasted my time trying to stick around with this thing, not even for myself, but for you, you know what I mean? So I, right. I've learned to, once my intuition says, girl, what you trying to do? We're like, who, who? Step Ooh, away. baby, what's going on? <laughs> Pick up your panties, put on your shoes, and run, girl. Run, run, run. Right. So, I fail you, girl. I fail you. But I, I hope, I hope, Deli, when I, because I, you know, I see your relationships, and I see how you interact, and how you make yourself vulnerable, and I hope for that. Um, <laughs> I'm still dealing with the trust issues that I have, which is, is a whole other thing. Um, but I hope that people realize that it's just like, we being open to the fact that what we originally were taught is the only way to have relationships is not only just in terms of like how many partners, but in terms of how we interact with each other, how we talk about what we want. Why do we put ourselves in relationships that are toxic when we know they're toxic and stay in them? Like things like that. And I, 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 yeah. Love what you just said, Isha. Because I, I'm realizing this space in my life that I've, I've been home has been about learning where did all my toxic traits come from? Because I'm one person who have always struggled to articulate the emotions, right? And then I realized, wait a minute, my mama can't talk for shit. Like she, she, she can't articulate what mm. she wants, either, either out of a trauma where she grew up feeling that she couldn't, she didn't have a voice, but that sort of trickled down to us where she sort of groomed us in a, a way that we must, how do I say, um, sense her needs. So she'll say, bring me a cup and you must know that means a cup of tea. And then you're yeah. like, how am I supposed to interpret that? You know what I mean? Like how my dad was the same way. And here's a brilliant twist. You bring her a cup of tea. She's like, no, I asked for coffee. You're like, girl, you, you never said anything. <laughs> you didn't say any of that shit. <laughs> that, that is the, my daily, that has been my day since my mother's always been like that. And then I realized I took that and I ran with it in my, in my other relationships, in my friendships, in, in work environments where I was this, because she sort of groomed me to be this nice person who never rocks the boat, who, you know, never, don't, don't voice your opinion because you're being disrespectful. And I, and I grew up, you know, thinking that, you know, I must be the subservient one, I must make you happy. Now, girl, I ain't got time for even my mama. Like, now I speak my mind, you know, and, and I had to learn that, and she had to learn that, girl, use your words. Like, what are you saying? You know, in the same way that I had to learn to say, if you want to manifest anything in this life, whether it's a cup of tea, whether it's a good relationship, you must be able to articulate 
what is it that you need, right? You can't just say, I need a man and cuddles, right. you know, great. You can get those from next door, but what does it mean to you, right? It yeah. means a feeling of safety. It means a feeling of, you know, I'm a protector. I want to I wanna feel like I'm protecting someone, you know, or it, it means that I just, I just want a sense of intimacy that I, that in, in, in another body, in, explore that, explore yeah. it. And as you said, Isha, how, how, where else can you get that other than a romantic relationship, for example? Where, where can you get those things? Can you be a better friend? Can you get a pet? Can you, you know, don't be involved join in a shit, yeah. club, you know? It's funny because that you, sorry, go ahead, finish. Uh-oh. Did I freeze? No, think, no I think you froze. Let me pause. Oluto, are you there? Okay. Think of any way out or any solution but then you, you have a conversation with people and it's like oh shit this is not something unique to me people are going through this and this is you know whether it's connected to something else an idea or like a phenomenon that's been going on that's kind of comforting and it it, it um it makes you feel less vulnerable mm. uh, or more secure i don't know I know anyway. I, this is what I miss the most, honestly, is that I haven't been have it, able to have conversations in the same way I used to as I did in Korea, like since moving back, just because I have, don't have a network here. And the, the yeah. network I'm sort of building is like doing its own thing. And as you're adults, you're always moving. And so it's been difficult. But like when, every time I am able to sit down with people that I vibe with, there are points where I have moments where it's like, okay, I'm in the right direction because not that I'm just surrounding myself with people that reinforce my ideas because I definitely surround myself with people who also challenge me. But yeah. I, when I, when talking with friends, I either get clarity on something that maybe I've been trying to think of for a while because there's a lot we've been talking about and other ways to remind me because you were talking about something and it brought back intentions and manifestations. Yeah. But also, like, mm. just conversations with people, with conversations with friends. Like, even before our first recording, I spoke with my friend Sarah the night before because her birthday. And we had, there are points that, like, brought out things and questions and answers that I didn't know were there. And there were things for her that were brought up. And there were new pathways that opened. And I think anytime you're able mm -hmm. to sit and conversate with people who are both on the same vibe but also on their own paths and gives new perspectives and openings to what because even talking to you about how you feel in your relationships and where you're going it is making me think about certain things and choices that I'm making as well so I think conversations with people in general conversations with friends if more people just sat without the expectation of having to have an answer and also sat with being just open to the flow of the conversation as opposed to having their prepared argument ready for uh you know that's not a conversation so this right here is healing for all of us i hope for me for sure because every every time after we talk i'm like fuck this is so amazing why did i think that or like even last week i was so stressed out and after our conversation i was like wait isha why are you being a dick to your mother she was trying to do something nice it failed and yes, it stressed you out, but there's no reason to bring that negative energy and continue it through the day. So, I, and I apologize to her. And so that's the thing. Yeah. It's like these conversations are healing for all of us and changing. I, 
mission accomplished. I usually stress so much about these meetings, about, oh my God, I, I, I'm a, I like stressing, I like, you know, the thing. And then I get here and, and then it's like, why were you stressing? What are you talking about? And the conversation takes on, as much as we can plan these, they always take on a life of its own, which is what I love. It, it makes me so happy because again, it's a space where we can just be. And I know you guys think conversation with friends is so, ah, uh, but that's, that's that's what, what it is. is, you know, a space of healing, a space of sharing, you know, a space of fun, you know, yay. Oh, there was one other part that I thought. Okay, so other way to before we lost you, you talked about yeah. intentions and like with relationships. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Nelly. It's okay. Um, go ahead, go ahead. No, it was just that. Yeah. So lately, I've been trying to set intentions, manifest manifestations, full moons, and all that other stuff, and it's just like. Sometimes it would click and sometimes it wasn't. And I was telling Nellie while we lost you for a second that lately I've been able to name the the, the core of my fears lately that okay. have been holding me back, which is doubt. Doubt in myself, doubt in my abilities, doubt in my, my value, doubt in lots of things. And that is my demon. And so I was reading something and I was like, something clicked in my head. And I was like, I hear intentions and manifestations used interchangeably and around each other. And I'm like, what is the difference? So I went to look it up. And because I wanted to know, because I'm like, maybe I'm just not doing this right. Maybe I'm not, you know, processing this correctly. And one thing said that like um, manifestation or sorry, the intention is like a mental state that represents a commitment to carrying out an action or actions in the future. So the intention is like the commitment to say, I'm going to do this. It's a tool of conception. The seed planted with intention comes desire. And then it said, with manifestation, um, it's regular med- meditation and constructive thoughts and actions that can make desires come true. But it's also relying on like this universe to you do your part and the universe will vibrate and attract what you're putting out there. And it's so wow. manifestation is a tool of creation or like the flower and or the magic that brings like everything together. And I was like, okay. I am not thinking, I wasn't thinking in this way. I was thinking of intentions and manifestations interchangeably instead of intention as being the pathway uh, to create what I want to manifest. You know what I mean? Yeah. The manifestation being yep. the product or the right. end. Uh, yeah. The end oh. result. The yeah. date or yeah. the physical, yeah. Or the. And there was something that my, was really. My, hit. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was. I, I love intention. Is my is is one hello favorite concept to wrap my head around. Uh, you still can you hear us? Can yeah, you? we lost. I can hear. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Again. <laughs> that's funny. How that was timed. That was hilarious. Wait, but that's fucking powerful. Like what you are saying just now. Like that res. And I, I just need more of that. Okay, Orlos is back with us, I think. Okay, so intention, alignment, prosperity. Those are the three words yes. I live by. Right? So you set your intention, you align with that intention, and prosperity is yours. You know, that, that, that's, I, my, my whole company, my company slogan is that, intention, alignment, prosperity. So what I've realized is that once you set the intention, so you say, okay, my intention is to, 
find this great relationship that only I can understand, right? The next part, you need to align with that, right? Which then is delving deep, say, what is the relationship? How does it feel like? What would it, before it actually manifests, before you even, that's why it's important to, to your point, Isha, about finding other avenues that bring you the same feeling as this thing that you say that you have not seen or experienced yet, right? So, and that's aligning with the vibration of what you want, right? And once you align with that often enough, manifestation is inevitable. It's like making a cup of tea. Like it starts in your mind and before you know it, and, and that's how I remind myself that I'm a manifester every day. Is that you make a cup of tea every day. Where was it, that cup of tea before you made it, right? It was, in your, it was an idea in your head. And then you, you knew exactly how to make it. You got up, you know, it, everything works in the same way in the universe. If you plant a seed, and you water it, it will grow. Likewise with gym, right? You don't go once at the gym and say, oh, I'm done. You go, you say, my intention is I want X amount. And you go and you align with that person. What would a bodybuilder, what would their daily routine look like, right? They would go to the gym every day. They would eat a certain way. So you align with that life. And before you know it, boom, manifestation. That 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 to me is a formula. What I need you to Google, Miss Gatson is why does it take so long sometimes from intention to manifestation? Because I'm clear, I'm clear, Jesus. Jesus knows I'm clear, but I'm like, there's a point though, and this is where I was telling Nelly why while we lost you for a second, is that my intention Ooh. is blocked by doubt. And like uh-huh. there was something that I read that was really powerful where it was like, if you are setting your intentions but doubting the manifestation of it, like you can't even you can't see it then it won't manifest and i think that's what i've been doing for a lot of things is that i've been i see all these things that i want and i can articulate so many kinds of things whether in my business that i want to start like i and i've talked to ellie about this too even with this like i've set so many like there's so much that i want to manifest but there's this this place of doubt that has grown somewhere in there in my from my 20s to now or teens to now that has caused this sort of blockage that didn't exist when I was younger where I was just like I saw something and I tried and I might have failed whether it was relationships um job opportunities or whatever but I tried because I saw it and I went for it and I tried to align and some things worked out some things didn't but somewhere in there in my growing process doubt set in and it's Mm -hmm it's it's corrupted sometimes my intentions even if like because i've been setting intentions and i've started aligning and then something happens that makes me doubt myself and i'm curious what you all do in terms of maybe doubt isn't your particular obstacle but if it is like what you all do when you come to that can can i add to that amazing fucking conversation Oh my God, you took it away and you have kept it there. So thank you for that fucking knowledge. I know I sound loopy as fuck, but like that, that just felt amazing. And you're talking about having to align yourself to that person. You put yourself, what would that person look like? What would his or her routine and thing be, right? And you understand that but then 
Isha, you, you're still looking at the, the manifestations as the end goal. And this is where I think I'm echoing like who Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks and that like, it, it's not, and a lot of them actually, uh, about who talk about this, you, you guys are familiar with them, I know. They talk about the, manifest, the manifestation is not the end goal. It's the state of being or who, like what resonates or what you resonate as, because as you are doing that, as you're putting that out there, as you are being that individual or person or bodybuilder or whatever, that's where the doubt stops creeping in. Yeah. Well, the doubt, the doubt creeps in. I'm shaking as I'm saying this, like, what the fuck? Um, Yeah. The doubt creeps in when you forget the process and you forget that connection whereby it is an alignment, but it's not an alignment with the, 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 the physical, the, the manifestation of things, but it's an alignment of the inner being, right? And being there, being in that yeah. space. And yeah. the, all of that, then it, 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 it blooms, it flowers out from that point, right? It starts from that intention. Wow. I love, I love that. I, it, I, I love, I love that. Then you said that so, so, so beautifully, um, because it, it has to come from within. They always, it, it comes from within because it was an idea first. It was just in your head before, right? So, in, in answering your question, Isha, for me, I went through this whole process. I think about five years ago, when I sort of trained myself to eradicate fear in my system, right? And I did this a number of ways. Meditation was one of them, but I, I used to throw myself in a cold shower every morning, you know, and just to prove myself there is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing. That was my, my, my slogan. There is nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. And I hold myself in a shower every morning, which came in very handy on the days that I didn't have electricity in my house. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Load shedding. Load shedding in South Africa is you real. What is preparing you for, girl? Right? But, but, but it, it, it was such a, a, a pivotal part in me saying, I can do all things in, 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 I put my mind to. There is nothing to fear. All limitations are in my head, right? And what I've since started doing is people use um, uh, what you call these things, um, vision boards and, and mm. all the things to reinforce the idea in your head. Because remember, you, you, there's, the Aisha today that you feel that you are, and this, there's this person that you want to be. You can see this bitch. You know this bitch. She does amazing things. She runs things. You, can, you know her because you are her, right? It's a matter of saying that what does she do every day that would get me there? So whenever I, in the words of Beyonce, I, Beyonce had, uh, what, was she, what did she call it off? Um, um, she has, I'll tell you, what's her name? Whew. What's her name? Uh, uh, um, I'll think of it when I'm done. Um, Ivy Park. I, 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 Ivy Park? Uh, pardon? Ivy Park. Ivy Park. No. Her, her, before she became Sasha Fierce, she created an alter ego. Oh, the alter ego. Do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before she, the Beyonce that she is today, she had to create a Sasha Fierce because she's, naturally shy and a reserved person to picture to create this persona that is larger than life that twerks that it is completely opposite to who she is but she 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 aspires to be that person so i created this character called jasmine right 
And Jasmine, I'm sure Nelly has seen Jasmine a time or two, because every time Sasha pops up, like even when Beyonce was a kid, Sasha would creep up because she's there. She's a part of you, right? Jasmine is the jet flying, sleigh queening, you know, uh, a beauty queen that y'all know, right? And I always ask myself, okay, what does Jasmine do? No, Jasmine doesn't do nothing. She just, she just be, you know? But then Jasmine on a daily basis runs a clothing company. She runs a coaching business. She consults for, which is all the things that I do, right? So what can I do on a daily basis to embody the spirit of Jasmine, right? And when you start doing those things every day, you start doing those things every day, they actually become genetic part of you. So I'm not sure if you've heard of a process called uh, EFT tapping. Aisha? You said EFT tapping? EFT tapping, right? So it's this process where it says there are certain um, parts in your body that hold a molecular memory, right? So everything, everything that you say you are, there are certain aspects of your body that holds on to the energy that says, oh, I am always true in this regard, right? So what you do is you tap those parts of the body on a daily basis to sort of release that energy and say, even though I don't believe that I'm a millionaire, I know that I possess the skills and qualities to, to become a millionaire. You know, whatever it is that you don't believe in, you, you tap it away and in, in certain parts, you can Google it, it's a thing. It's a, whole, it's a whole science behind it. You can go and do that every day. And over time, it helps reinforce the behavior or the persona, persona sounds very superficial, but the behavior that you want to embody and let go of the things that you don't want to, you know, carry on anymore. So those are some of the tools and tricks that I've used over the years. And mind you, now that you mentioned, I haven't done any of those things in so long. Thank you for bringing this up. I should maybe try them again because it's time I got back to my- To our fabulous selves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I had to go back. But fundamentally it's about understanding who you want to become, understanding what the daily habits are and embodying those habits, you know, and break, break it down to simple everyday things. The future nearly runs every day, right? Pick up the dog, well, hold on. go for a walk, whatever, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. But there's also, also in, in, in that, you know, I'm going to kind of throw <clears throat> a rock. As I love throwing um, a rock. Pause one second, just so you know, yeah. rock throwing. You got two minutes, 30 seconds before we have to record like a, a third Throw. part. Oh, shit. Throw the rock. Okay, but that sounds... What was I going to say? It's work, Nelly. You must put in the work. You're going to throw a rock in there. That's... <laughs> okay, never Nelly. mind, never mind. I retract, I retract the... We'll wrap up, yeah. <laughs> well... There, yeah, because there's so much that we've talked about. I mean, I gotta reflect about a bunch of this shit too. But it's it's today. definitely been fucking helpful today. Cause I was like <laughs> last night and the last few days since our the last full moon was or the last super moon of this year was the twenty third, twenty-fourth, Thursday. 24th. And yeah, I've been just trying to like I was like, okay, I'm gonna write down my intentions and manifestations this time. And I was like, why is this so hard? Because I keep doing it, it feels like and I do need to write down clearly what future Isha or future ocular rainbow or future epic flow, whatever her name is going to be, you know, yeah. down and put that through. Um, and, and break it into daily habits, daily things that you do 
what do they and sometimes it starts as research sometimes it just starts as googling what eft tapping is for example and then and then building the momentum from there so yeah definitely got action Great in position. nelly final words no i'm just uh thank you for that that Hi. was amazing i'm still i need to process a lot um but that conversation has been healing and also just clarity yeah that's yeah all right i'm gonna yeah. all the way to you right. have 10 seconds to cool. say <laughs> um as always i'm grateful uh um intention alignment prosperity never fails never fails i love it